Hey guys, we're Tony and Stacy of Mom's Talking Shit Podcast. Are the kids wearing you down? Significant other got you about to catch a case? Then we are here for you. So pour your cup of coffee, glass of wine, or roll up that joint and let us laugh you off that ledge. We're talking all kinds of topics. Everything from mom stories, family meal ideas, some TV, and home projects. We're available on all major platforms, including Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also find us on our Instagram page at Mom's Talking Shit Podcast. We promise not to disappoint. Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands of attendants and for the millions watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world! The greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it! Welcome, everybody, to Suck It! I am the great and powerful Derek, followed by Toto. No, I'm just kidding. Dorothy, get it right. No, I figured I would go with the whole cat thing, cat and dog, so, you know, Mm. I went went Toto. Whatever. Okay. How are you, my dear? I am perfect. How are you? I am tired. Tired? Yeah. What you so tired for? Oh, yeah, because you were up until 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, I was. I was up until 2.30 in the morning because mm. I could finally say with the utmost confidence at this point in time mm. that the mm. website is finally done. And there are so many things. I'm so excited. Yes. So effective today, the website is www dot d c k productions.com that's d as in david c as in cat k as in cat <laughs> c as in cat k as in cat productions.com d c k productions.com and there you can find our podcast you can find our store you can find our you know everything sponsors sponsors everything so it is officially up. I said next Monday. I've been saying Monday now for like two weeks. <laughs> um, and I, I said Monday, yeah. Monday. So now it's like Wednesday and I'm like, screw it. Because I stayed up until almost three o'clock this morning, getting it right, getting it done, um, yeah. perfecting every little thing <laughs> and making sure that we are ready to go. Because um, effective today with the launch of the website is also the official launch of the DCK Productions brand. Right. which is a small business digital media company. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a small business for small businesses. And it, um, and this is kind of what's cool about us. So, you know, we're going to create digital media marketing for small businesses. That's our target. That's our goal. Um, whether it be social media, whether it be websites, whether it be, you know, just little ads on social media, whatever the case might be, we have all the solutions for you. And here's where the small business comes in. So most small businesses have a budget that they can spend on advertising or spend you know, on anything that's extra that's out of the norm. They have a budget for that. And when you hire a normal digital media company, they usually charge you by the hour. 
anywhere between 150 to 200 to 250 to $300 an hour in some cases. Well, we're not doing that. We're giving you a flat rate with three different sets of packages that are defined plus custom packages that you know, we can always discuss and what you want, whatever else. But they start as little as $75 a week. That is less than, you know, less than half, you know, or, or a quarter of what you'll spend with other companies just for that kind of stuff. Um, and the reason why we're doing it that low is because we have a lot of other things going on. You know, we've got my comedy, we've got the podcast, you know, we've got a lot of other things going on. So we're, you know, we're many different avenues here. So we're trying to make sure that we take care of everybody by doing everything we possibly can. Also, speaking of which, um, our Patreon will be up by the end of the week, no later than. I only have a couple of little bitty teeny tiny touches that I'm going to add to it. Um, I'd like to know if you guys will go on our Instagram and let us know, though, if you would appreciate um, or like to hear from us on Discord, because that is a whole nother ball of wax that if you guys want it, want it as an option. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, my son is going to set it up. I am not even going to lie to you. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So those that are watching this on Patreon next week, yeah, will see the face I just made. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that was not a pleasant face because uh -uh. it's all, cause it, <sighs> because it's, I want, listen, I want to be able to talk to you guys. <laughs> I want to be able to go into like a discord chat and text you guys and be like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do you guys think? And get your guys' opinions because requiring you to go to Instagram at this point is a little bit of a pain in the ass. So yeah. I would like or Facebook or Facebook, whatever, or Twitter. yeah. Or, or email DC, us. Or dckproductions.com. <laughs> right, or Anchor. Like, there are many, many ways to get to us, but I would love to be able to just go into a chat and say, hey, uh, we're thinking about doing this, and you are a valued Patreon of ours. Can you please give me your input and be able to have access to you? And Maybe you we'll have, have an exclusive Discord for Patreon only. Oh, no, it will only be for Patreon Oh, people. see? Okay. No, that's there's no. So you don't talk that. to me about this stuff. You yeah, you yell sorry. at me for not tagging you on Instagram on shit, which, which I noticed you did today. Which, Good by job. The way, I fucking did. Yeah. Well, even yesterday when I posted about Josh coming on today, you're like, I don't see it. It was there. Mm -mm. I promise you. I double there. checked because I tagged you, said you it. and I tagged Nicole. No, I saw Nicole. I saw you tag Nicole. I didn't see you, you tag me. Too. I tagged you. I tagged Nicole and I tagged Josh. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. How could I forget about you again? I didn't think you forgot. I talked to you <laughs> all day long as much <laughs> as I talked to my wife. It is hilarious how much we talk. Mm. My phone goes off now. It's no. Now it's no longer. Oh, is work calling you again? No, no, no. Now it's, is cat? <laughs> what, what you want now? <laughs> I'm like work. <laughs> uh, with all the avenues that we got going on. You know, eventually we do want to start our own Roku and Fire TV and Apple TV um, network. Um, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on. So just, All the just be on the lookout. Just be on the lookout. Um, and again, if you are a small business owner, um, doesn't matter where you are in the country, uh, we can make anything work anywhere. Um, uh, you know, and also for, you know, for across the pond, we've got like 10 different countries that listen to us. Um, so. 
if you need something, you know, in an English speaking country, um, <laughs> I'll be more than happy to do whatever we need to do for you guys. Again, graphic design, social media, website design. Um, if you guys want to start a podcast, you know, we will help you set that up. Um, we will advertise you guys on our podcast. Um, and there's one thing that I haven't put up on the site yet. Um, but since we're starting to do video with zoom, I'm going to create a backdrop for cat and I, and for 50 bucks a month, we will put your logo on our background. So if you guys just want to do something simple like that and not go through the $75 a week or see, we're offering so many different things for advertising for you guys. So you guys could be a local business. We don't care. Um, we'll put you on our backdrop. And then for people in DC, for example, that see, you know, Mrs. Shin's Chinese food, which is by the way, a real place. Um, <laughs> it's in Alexandria actually. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you'd be like, Oh, I live near there. So I'm going to try that out. You know, so it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be a national brand. Um, I've been we'll, wanting to go to Alexandria and just like stand, like do a staycation in Alexandria. Uh, Cause I hear it's really pretty there. So I was actually in Alexandria yesterday. I spent the whole day there. Oh really? Um, yeah, because that was, I was oh, because you were because, working. Yeah, yeah, I was working. Okay, so, essential employee, guys. He's not breaking the law. I promise. <laughs> no. Um. So I get to this the place where we're going, yeah. and then the parking lot is like a little mobile home. Okay. Now, just hold on a second. It's like a, okay. but it's like a half mobile home. It's not even like a double wide. It's like a half mobile home, and it's a taco stand, a permanent taco stand in a mobile home. And I look at the person I'm with, I go, I bet you they have the best tacos and burritos. Right? The, the only thing on the sign that says is burritos tacos. and tacos. It, yes. it doesn't even have a name. It just says burritos and tacos. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't even have a name. Right. It's in, it's in a fucking, you know, mobile home. And Do they the have horchata? I, I, I went up there and I said, can I, ha you know, cause it's like the tacos were like a buck 50 or buck 75 or whatever they were. Yeah. And I was like, can I get five tacos? And they're like, no problem. <laughs> and I went to town on them. Uh. Were they the best tacos you've ever had in your life? I had to change my shorts. <laughs> that could go one of two ways. And I'm a little afraid to ask why. <laughs> luckily, luckily it didn't seep through my, uh, Luckily, it didn't seep through my underwear and, you know, all the, the jizz stayed in my pants, my boxers. And I could... So gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, well, those were awesome. some bomb ass fucking tacos. No, but I bet. Now, see, yeah, I want to go because I'm, I'm weird. I, I like architecture. Um, I got a little bit, bit of that from my father. So uh, I just well, like to look at pretty buildings You need to sometimes. go to downtown, Old Town, Alexandria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not I the part where I was would. hanging out. Not the part where uh, I was at yesterday. Well, I still want to go to the part where you were at yesterday for the tacos. Because, like, tacos are you like... You about it is? I can what? never tell you how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I don't even know how it's I got okay. there. I'm not too good to, like, drive around looking for it. Whatever. I like to go for drives, too. You know, I, I want to go ahead and I'm not going to say the brand, but I just bought this, this computer. It's a brand new $1,200 computer with fully loaded with all the great specs. However, you know, you think after putting a, you know, a two terabyte fucking hard drive in here and 
16, you know, gigabit fucking, you know, of RAM and all this other stuff. And, you know, all this high tech shit, the, the fucking graphics card is badass and the whole nine yards. It's a gaming computer. Um, cause I wanted a lot of space and a lot of storage and, a, you know, all the extra, you know, rigmarole for all the things that we're doing for the podcast and shit. But the fucking webcam sucks and I got to buy a fucking webcam. Are you kidding me? You could, look how grainy I am. I mean, I look like, <gasps> and then it, oh. the color goes in and out. Yeah. Mine's act. Oh, somebody literally mentioned this to me today. They were like, I don't know why your Zoom works with the background and everything. She was like, whenever I do it, I just disappear all the time. No, see, I mean, I, mine, I, I work fine. I mean, mm -hmm. my, the Zoom, the background works, but it's the, the fucking camera itself is just not the greatest in the world. Huh. Yeah. You would think. You would think after loaded. spending $1,200 on a great fucking computer. Now, I could have right. spent more. You know, I could have gotten, you know, a $2,000, $3,000 fucking, you know, Alienware or something else like that. But again, whatever. Yeah, you'd think. I'm sorry. Give me just, let me, let me pause real quick. Hold on. Uh-oh. There's a child in the room, I think. No. Thank you, honey. I asked oh, my husband for more water. Oh, because he's so sweet. <laughs> he had to get me what this is the second time today that he's had to get me water because I'm parched and out of water. Sounds like somebody is uh, sucking up a little bit. Who? No, no, he's, he's just that genuinely not, not nice of a guy. <laughs> that's not nice. That's just general courtesy. <laughs> Or you, like got if, him, you got him whipped. Whoosh. Well, okay, sure. Go with that. Whatever. <laughs> <don't fucking> know. <laughs> According to his parents, I do. So, you know. One time, whenever we first got married, he uh, was talking about getting a car or something, like buying a car. And he was talking about it. And this was very shortly after we were just married. And he was talking about it, but he was saying, I'm going to buy me a car. And I'm like, excuse, like, no. If you get a car, we get a car. That's how it is. It's our car. And so because I said that, his, and every time he would say my car, I would correct him. And I did this in front of his parents one time. And uh, his mom was like, you got him whipped. And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, this is just what it is. Like, I'm not, that's not I, being whipped. Okay. So here's, so here's the thing. So, so when you're first starting out, and you only have one car, then it is your, I mean, our car, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if it gets to a point where you have two cars, it is not our car anymore. That is, no, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is, this is what I learned. Okay. So now, yes, right now I, I drive a fucking Buick Encore. You know, you know, nice little fucking SUV with great gas mileage, four-wheel drive, the whole Which fucking I works. Love, it's by the way, fully it's fucking loaded. I love that fucking car. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love that fucking car. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, the, mm. the sunroof, the fucking, you know, leather seats. It's so pretty. Everything fucking And digital. Buicks are awesome. Like yeah. internally, engine wise, my dad would only ever buy Buicks and he's yeah. like a total body shop dude. But oh, my last, geez. my last three cars prior to buying the Buick mm -hmm. um, was my last car was a, was a, was another SUV, but it was an actual SUV. It was a Ford Flex. Yeah. You know, those things that look like a giant toaster. <laughs> Um, that thing was just a beast. I love that thing. Third row seat and extra trunk space. It was like a, they, in my opinion, it was like a, a SUV meets a station wagon is what that damn thing was like. 
And then before, before that, um, I had my Mustang. So ah, the Mustang. So course. I went from Mustang to the Flex to this. What year? And a 2005. Okay. BT. Okay. So again, that was my car. Christina ain't touching that shit. She didn't want to even. She didn't even want to ride it in it on date nights. But not. She's like, you can drive. We're taking my car. Okay. <laughs> what year did you guys start dating? 2007. Okay. Oof. Okay. Why? Because if you had a 2005 and 2007, I was trying to gauge. No, I bought mine the... used. I bought mine used. But it was still a 2005. Correct. I bought it in 2000. <sighs> when did I buy my Mustang? Oh, it was the car I got in an accident with. So it was, I had it for two years. So I bought it in 2011. It was six years old. But it only had 20,000 miles on it when I bought it. Oh, okay. I was misunderstanding dates then. My bad. So in 2011, you had a 2005. Continue. Yes. yes. And that was actually the car I got into the car accident when and broke my neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Even they though it's standing. Like shit. No, they're built like tanks. There was no damage to the car at all. Oh. <laughs> and I was sitting still and I got fucking rear ended and they hit the guy in front of me. Um, but no damage <laughs> on the car at all. It's just that it all went into my seat and broke my neck and did some other things. So, right. All right. Yeah. But so anyways, she didn't, she didn't like to get in it. Is that right? She hated that thing because it was so loud. That's the best part. I know it is. Well, God. now um, Mustangs make them to where you can actually adjust the exhaust level to where you can basically mute the exhaust to where it doesn't make a sound at all. Yeah. Or you can just let it go full board. And <laughs> I love know? me a fast car, man. Uh, I, it's it's not even the fast car. I just love the Mustang. I love. I like the Mustang too. I'm not gonna I'm lie. Just, I am a Mustang ever. guy. Yeah. Um, my favorite, my you know, my dream car is a Mustang. You know, uh, Shelby Cobra GT500. <laughs> yes. Or GT350. I'm good either way. But the one of those <laughs> I just want. I don't care what year. I just want, we're gonna have to get matching cars. It's gonna be so gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of gross, you know, I was just saying I drive a Buick fucking Encore. Yes. Yes, mine's silver. Yeah. And me and my wife both bought one on the same day. Uh-huh. She got a bl- she got the blue one, and I got a silver one. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. So my husband. Speaking of of car stories, so no, it's not. This is your car, and that's my car. Here's the deal. All right. Is this the grilled cheese story again? It's worse <laughs> than the grilled cheese story. Much worse. Okay. So when we were in Korea for two years, okay, South Korea, okay. Um, we before we came back to the United States, he and I had been discussing a new car, okay? Because when we got back to the United States, we were only going to have one car between the two of us, and it was a 2008 Chevy something. I can't remember. It was completely basic. He had bought it when he got in the military in 2009 and it didn't have cruise control. It didn't have power locks. It didn't have power windows, nothing. Okay. It was a basic car that was just four doors and it was fine, which is fine. It was fine. Was it, it the was Chevy a- Cobalt? Mm-hmm. So I had one of those in 2007. That's when I, that's the car I had when I met Chris, but mine was all decked out the Cobalt. I don't, it, I want to say yes, but I feel like I'm wrong. Yeah. So I'm not positive on that. Okay, just but 
so when we got back, that was going to be the only car between us, right? So my husband is telling me while we're in Korea, when we get back, he wants to buy himself a new car and he wants to buy a new Mercedes. Okay. Well, yeah. So the, the, the cheapest Mercedes that exists is relatively affordable for a middle-class person, which we now are and were then. So, however, he did not anticipate this storm that was going to happen whenever we got back home. So we land in the United States and my dog starts seizing about 24, 12 hours later, actually. And she winds up dying 12 hours after she starts seizing because she hasn't ever stopped seizing the entire time she's in the hospital. Okay. So we're in Maryland. We're looking around for houses because this is where we're going to go. Okay. While my dog is in the hospital and dying. And so then a couple days later, we have to drive to Kansas city, which is where the car is that we're that now, because he's going to buy this brand new Mercedes, I'm going to get this car is the idea because because it's a good car. We know it's been taken care of. It's not going to break down. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Right. And he deserves a new car. Why does he deserve the new car? Bro, don't even get me started on that part that we're going to be here all night. Okay. Did you guys have kids at the time? We ha I had just given birth to our second one in South Korea. Don't, don't even get me started. Okay. This was an argument from the beginning, from day one that he brought this subject up. It was an argument. Okay. So anyway, I, I haven't even told you the worst part. So <laughs> uh, we get to Missouri, which was supposed to be a 15 hour trip. We were going to switch driving off and it was a 15 hour trip from Missouri or from Maryland to Missouri. It wound up being a 22 hour trip because of ice storms that we drove through stupidly with two kids in the car. We rented an SUV to get there, yada, yada, right? And our, and our one dog because we didn't have two anymore. So we get there and the next day we get to this hotel, which by the way is a horrible hotel. We thought it was going to be nice. It's in a horrible area, a very dangerous area. It was not nice. It was not fancy. It was very scary, all bad things. It was so bad that we literally were going to transfer hotels the next day, but because we got in at two o'clock in the morning, we just decided to crash on their bed anyway and deal with it tomorrow, right? So we go the next day, we have somebody bring the car to us in the hotel. And he tells me, mind you, still snow and ice on the ground, right? So he tells me to go and start the car. And he says that he wants it warm for the baby to get in because our daughter is six months old at this time. And I'm like, cool, I get that, but it doesn't have any power locks and I can't lock it if I start it. And we're not in a good neighborhood, right? Right? But no. No, no, right. logic doesn't mean anything. So I go and I start the car and sure enough, he goes down to put the car seat in the car and the car's gone. Gone, gone, completely. Like there's an empty parking space where our car was. It's gone. <sighs> Turn your mic back on. <laughs> <laughs> so wow mm, so 
We move hotels, call the insurance company, uh-huh. tell them it's stolen and the police and blah, 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 blah. Super awesome day. And we get to the next hotel, which is no better than the first, by the way. Where were you at exactly? In Independence, Missouri, where my family lives. Our family, actually, because his side of the family lives there, too. In Missouri? Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go anyway. Go on. Anyway, yeah. So, I am thinking a logical human being would just, because the car that he wants to buy, the Mercedes, is $36,000, okay? There is a possibility and a likelihood There's a reality where a normal human being, after your car gets stolen and you're probably not, or you're thinking that you're not going to get it back, okay, because we literally didn't think we were going to see it again, where you would take the $36,000 that you plan to spend on one car for one person who totally deserves it, I'm using air quotes, and split that in half and buy two brand new cars and you both get the same quality of car and this is totally feasible to do if you just need a super easy, simple four-door sedan that gets you from point A to point B, which you both now need because you don't have any car at all, right? But no. Right. Mm -mm. Nope. Goes and buys the Mercedes. I'm pissed the whole fucking time we're there because I literally, he, he went and looked at other cars. Derek, he went and looked. He had the thought in his head. And I thought we were going to get, I thought, I thought we were going to go to the Mercedes dealership and he was just going to be like, Mm, no, this isn't the responsible thing for a husband to do for his family right now. I'm going to just test drive it and have my fun for one day and go back and get her, her car and my car. And we'll just have two simple cars. But he bought the Mercedes anyway. I was livid. So then like two days later, the police find our car burnt up and accuse us of having someone steal it for the insurance money. Which was, by the way, only like eight grand. Which, by the way, won't buy you a brand new car. <laughs> I'll buy you a nice used car, though. No, not in Maryland. Not in Maryland. Let me tell you, not in Maryland. And really? he didn't want to finance anything. No, he just wanted to pay cash for an $8,000 car so many things so finally two years later i convinced him to sell his because so two years later um yeah it was almost exactly two years later uh his his mercedes was actually worth more than what we paid for it um so that's rare yeah super rare um so during that time because it was so rare he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna give my car to a dealership and sell it to them and I'm going to buy you a new car with that money basically and I'm like look at you being smart look at you because I had gone through two cars now that did not have any uh, air conditioning like I told him was going to happen and we couldn't not have a car with air without air conditioning in it with two kids sorry so this is what we're going to do go ahead what's that 
right. Sorry. So, I'm on a tangent. I'm, I'm, no, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and make you happy. Yay! So this is what's going to happen. Okay. In around five years and a couple months from now, yeah. you'll be coming back from Italy or Belgium or wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. And we'll be on, and you'll be heading towards California, which I will already be. Right. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna buy you a nice BMW or a nice Mercedes, right? Mm-hmm. And be- then we're gonna go find a classic 1985 Chevy Chevette, mm-hmm. and we're gonna buy that for your husband. <laughs> <laughs> like here, honey. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so the this part isn't really funny. So the second car that I had, we got in San Antonio because in San Antonio, it's super hot. But because I got the brand new car now, he was going to drive the crappy car that we bought that was used in San Antonio that was not, just shouldn't have ever been sold to begin with. Yeah. And it didn't have any air conditioning in San Antonio. And like within a month, of him driving that car he was like "Mm, um so about that i'm gonna go and lease a car for as cheap as i physically can in order to not have to drive it anymore and i'm like yeah i bet you are bet you are (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm down with that plan in other words (laughs) buy him a nice Ford Pinto. (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted to buy him a Ford Focus. Can I get him a, how about we get him a Prius? A Prius. (laughs) He hates those. That would be funny. Buy him a Prius. Right? I'm down. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get a Jaguar because when I was a little girl, Somebody asked me one time what, what type of car I like best. And I told them a Jaguar because I thought that j- all Jaguars had Jaguar print on them. And that was the only reason I wanted the car. So now I just want a Jaguar to say I bought a Jaguar. Does so make me back, you know, back in Florida, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a, uh, one of those Sonic drive-ins mm-hmm. right, right near my house. Yeah. And, um, they attempted to start doing like, and a, a couple of them do this, um, like a classic car show or a nice car show, you know, every Saturday night. They attempted to do, start doing this. Um, and they tried for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. And only one guy showed up. And it was this guy that owned himself a Jaguar. And all he did the entire time was brag about his Jaguar and wax it in the fucking parking lot of the Sonic. <laughs> that he did. <laughs> while he was eating his chili cheese, you know, Coney dog. Right. Oh my God. It was so funny. That I would go fantastic. there on Saturday night just to watch him brag. Right. That was, that was it. I bet. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so speaking of like classic, so I have my, because my dad was a body man, I have an eye for classic cars. If I see classic cars, I just want to drool on it a little bit for a few minutes. And usually, I mean, people who own classic cars will let you drool all over their car. Trust me. So, <laughs> as long as you um, clean it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just wax it off. It'll be all right. But when I went to Idaho one time, they were having a boat show down there. And it happened to be on the weekend that we were there. And there was this guy that had this, the most beautiful, clearly handmade wooden boat that was just 
absolutely gorgeous. And anyway, it made me want to go to a boat show and appreciate classic boats now as well, because I don't know why, but it's, it was, it was, it was so gorgeous. I'm not a boat person, but it was gorgeous. Yeah. You bother me. I know. (laughs) I disturb you. (laughs) Like I've never wanted to own a boat, but that boat made me want to own a boat. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure it did. But boats are fucking, you know, just money pits. Pain in the ass. I know. They're this money is why pits. I never wanted to own a boat. But I might own that one. <laughs> Which would be even money worse pits. because wood, by the way, does not do great like in the water. I mean, it does temporarily, but not for like ever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Still anyway. money pit. You will never get your money's worth out of that thing. Yeah. Probably not. Nope. I know. But, but it's not about the money, I don't think, for boats. For boats and boat people, I don't think it has anything to do with the money. Like, if you have the money to have a boat, then you probably have the money to blow on a boat. You know what I mean? I would love to get blown on a boat. <laughs> I bet you would. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Nice waves. Now, you know, now I have that fucking, boat. now I have that song stuck in my head. Which one? The I'm on a boat song. Oh, with the flippy flappies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lonely Island. <laughs> yes. Oh, Andy Samberg. God, I love I that guy. That. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is at the end, he's like, I fucked a mermaid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, yes, yes, you did. Right. <laughs> that's great (laughs) so that song is so fucking good Mm. all of their songs are good um there's one i don't know if you've heard it um but it's my favorite song by them dick in a box no not dick in a box that's a good one though um no it's called um oh crap what i can't think of the name of it um but um it's a it's it's got a michael bolton in it Google it. Oh, 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 you know what? What? For purposes of review and commentary, I'm going to play this song. (laughs) (laughs) For purposes of review and commentary. For purposes of review and commentary, I'm going to play this song. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can do that as long as I state that. As long as we review it and commentate on it while it plays. While it plays. Those are the laws. Those are the laws. (laughs) That is exactly right. Exactly. No, exactly right. right, guys. Exactly. Now, if we now if we just play, came on here and started playing music without any commentary and acted like a radio station, that's that's a no no. But no. you know, yeah. No, if we if we're commentating and we actually review the song, we can do that. Right. Um. Let me get. All right. <laughs> this is Jack, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow by the Lonely Island featuring. Michael Bolton. Guys, Michael Bolton is here. Oh, great. Send him in. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. I'm really sorry I'm late. I just got caught up watching the Pirates of the Caribbean marathon. Have you seen those things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those are are great. Well, I listened to your track. They are great. And I wrote you this big, sexy hook. I think you're going to really get it. Even the fourth one. Oh, wow, that's great. You want to just lay it down? Boys. Some people hate the fourth one. Let's get to it, to it, to it. I like all of them. Yeah, me too. Captain Jack Sparrow is my hero. Yeah! Yeah! The boys are back. 
Tonight starts now. Starts now, baby, roll with us. Check it snapping at the neck when we rolling up. Blow through the doors, ain't no holding up. Black card at the barn like I gives a fuck. Maybe should be out when we walk into the set. Like I gives a fuck. Just play the back and get wet. Three pounds in my waist, I'm shaking my socks. You either get cut, get stuffed, or get shot. This is the so so i'm gonna pause it real quick yeah so the the funniness of the song isn't like what they normally do like you know they're a parody yeah. band they love doing normal shit but yeah. the thing about it is they're being 100 percent serious and they wrote a legit rap song and they have michael bolton come in and be the weird one <laughs> <laughs> and they look so uncomfortable on the they video. It's so funny. I mean, when Andy Samberg goes, what? Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but we're back in the club. Buying up the bar so the groupie show us love. Motherfucking nice man, I'm the top gunner. Heat on blast, I'm the number one stunner. Watch your girl, because I ain't your Mr. Nice Guy. More like the meet you, take you home, and fuck you twice, guy. Dressed up with nowhere to run. I know I'll make you feel crazy. Now I'm back to the good that's michael bolton pretending dressed to be up. that's michael bolton dressed up as jack sparrow nice he looks very like him For them to be able to do, get Michael Bolton to say, this whole town's a pussy just waiting to get fucked. Yes. Is the greatest (laughs) line in the history of music. It's amazing. It's a great fucking song. Um, Yeah. I mean, I still (laughs) like Dick in a Box better. I'm just. Dick in a Box is great. Don't get me wrong. Dick in a Box is great. Because that was what put him on the map. That's what, you know, started it. But again, that was Lonely Island featuring Justin Timberlake. So their biggest ones have always been, you know, Lonely Island featuring Justin Timberlake. So they had, so the whole, those three, there was three songs in that series. There was Dick in a Box. Mm -hmm. Then there was Mother Lover. Mm -hmm. Then there was It's Better in a Mm Three-Way. But It's Better in a Three-Way not only had Justin Timberlake in it, but it also had Lady Gaga in it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Justin I mean, Timberlake is a music god. I'm not, not even going to lie to you. Not even a music god. He is just an overall entertainment genius. I know. Right? Like his business sense just everything about that man makes me love him even more I, every you know, time he does he's, something. <laughs> he's best friends with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And you know, some of the best skits that they've ever done together is yes. on, the, you know, on the Tonight Show. Yes. Like, I remember this one episode. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. So what they did was, and I'm sure it was a skit. I'm not sure if it was real, um, but it, they really did it because, you know, whatever. But either way. Right. So Jimmy took a picture of himself holding a mug. Or no, Jimmy took a picture of himself and sent, you know, that mug with a picture of himself to um, Justin. Then Justin yeah, took yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. picture of himself holding that mug <laughs> yes. and put it on a mug and then sent it to Jimmy. And then they went back and forth with it for months. So it was like an inception, um, uh, you know, thing. And so fucking oh, yeah. funny. It was fantastic. Um, so all right. Two seconds. Oh, so, go ahead. So um, our guest is on, the, is on the line now. So please welcome uh, season 11 finalist of The Voice and country music star, Josh Gallagher. Hi, Josh. Oh, he's connecting to audio. Still connecting, yes. Sorry. That's fine. I saw his name pop up. I assumed nope. he was here. It's still connecting to audio. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Zoom. Oh, wait. No, you lost him. Oh, no. Uh-oh. All right, good. Actually, because I'm going to go close my door real quick. Hold on one second. You do that. <laughs> all right so we're going to pause for a quick commercial break and we'll be right back while we figure out the technical difficulties all right guys so derek here for manscaped guys you know we talked about it on monday we've talked about it every day for the last two months what is the fucking holdup? What are you waiting for? You know, your ball hair and your fucking groin grass and everything in between is just getting more and more hairy, more and more unmanageable. Why would you even do that to yourself? I know I don't. So why should you? You, your woman or your man, you know, deserve better. So go to manscape.com and pick yourself up the perfect package 3.0 it includes the manscape excuse me the lawnmower 3.0 which is the revolutionary ball trimmer um and groin trimmer that does not cut does not nick so it's completely safe to use anywhere on your body it also includes some ball toner which prevents um, ingrown hairs and chafing then you also got the ball deodorant which is obvious what it is then it also comes with some cleanup pads. It also comes with a sleek, stylish leather carrying case. And it also comes with some boxers, nice breathable boxers, all for $99.99. And when you use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON at checkout, you get 20% off. That's 80 bucks. And that's the cost of the Lawnmower 3.0 by itself. 
And yeah, you can go ahead and use your 20% discount on the lawnmower 3.0 for $79.99 and get 20% off of that. But why waste a good discount? Get yourself the perfect package 3.0. Get all the necessities that you need to take care of your junk, especially now that it's starting to get to be the summertime. It's going to get sweaty down there, guys. So do yourself a favor. Again, manscaped.com. Promo code SHUTUPCAMERON, all one word, SHUTUPCAMERON, for 20% off. Your balls will thank you. Tonight's show is also brought to you by <clears throat> Manly Bands. Tonight's show is also brought to you by Barbecue's Galore. It is also brought to you by AdamandEve.com and many more. So please go to www.dckproductions.com forward slash sponsors for all the information. Hi there, it's Mo. And Chip. And Mikey. And we're the hosts of the Deep Dark Truth Podcast. An allegedly hilarious podcast that dives into your favorite conspiracies, mysteries, and bizarre true crimes. It's like Reddit for your ears. Wait, what's Reddit? We investigate cases like proven conspiracies, rituals, and the cryptid dating scene. Because local cryptids want to meet you. Call me Bigfoot. Tip line 313-355-3411. Listeners can also submit their own stories and might find themselves featured on future episodes. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast you're listening to right now. And keep searching for the deep, deep dark, dark truth. truth. Ugh, I hate when you do that. All right. Hey guys. So, um, we just did the ad reads and now I'm kind of splicing this in, in the middle. So this is going to kind of sound kind of weird and not flow hundred percent. Right. But, um, I had to get permission before we did this. So, um, before we get to our interview with uh, Josh Gallagher, we're going to go ahead and do a lead in with the, um, with his, uh, title track off his newest album, Turnaround Town. And we wanted you guys to play that and um, enjoy. So listen to Turn Around Town, and then um, we'll get right to the interview. Mile back off the interstate, minute past the stop and go. There's a place just off the map across the tracks that nobody knows. Yeah. 
Oh my God. I love his voice and I love that song. And oh yeah. my God, I can wow. so relate to that being from like a small town. I love and hate it. It's so great. I love yeah. that song. That was actually a really badass tune. Um, right? That was my first time listening to it. And everyone knows I'm a metal guy. So uh, it's got my fucking approval. It's, I mean, I definitely did not hate it. Um, right. So, um, but yeah. So, all right. Now let's get straight to the interview. Um, and uh, I, hope, I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you. All right. We are good to go. Here comes Josh Gallagher. Yay, Josh. I have no applause, but I would give them to you. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hi. There he is. There I is. There you are. There he is. Hold on. Oh, there I am. Ah, what the shit. We can still hear you. You're good. Oh, it's just a little audio deal. Okay, cool. Well, we can go on on, on, uh, video if you want. Oh, it's whatever. It don't matter to me. Whatever you guys want to do. Let's let's go video. I I assumed it was... We can video. go video. Right, it, let's go video. Wait, you assumed what? He assumed that it was audio or video. So we can go video. There we Boom. go. It's that technically shit. supposed to be. Hi. Yes. What's up? How are you guys? And it was originally, I mean, we, we only just recently started video because we just opened our Patreon. So yeah. Patreon goes video, everything else gets audio. Yep. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Cool. So we just split it up. So okay. how are you, bud? Good, dude. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. What you drinking? Um, oddly enough, at uh, five o'clock in the afternoon, I'm still drinking coffee. Oh, oh. that's okay. My husband drinks coffee it's until six o'clock here, and I'm, Ed... I'm drinking a nice IPA. Yeah, yeah, boy. Well, I was gonna. Uh, I drank all my beer last night, and I was doing shit around the house all day, and didn't have a chance to go get any. So whatever, coffee. Yeah, is... Your shirt says I drink beer, so yeah. you know. Yeah, we'll just pretend. <laughs> we'll just fake, fake that it's. You don't know if there's whiskey in there or not. Right? No. <laughs> Hey, it could be an Irish coffee. I mean, who knows? Exactly. Exactly. The best coffee. It is That's the best right. Coffee. Yeah. Hell <laughs> so, yeah. How are you guys? Doing pretty damn great. well. Doing nice. really well. It's been a great yeah. week. Yeah. Good, um, man. That's great. Yeah. So for my audience who may or may not know you, because I do have a primarily, we do have a primarily uh, uh, rock metal, you know, uh, following. And I'm going to convert you all. That's, <laughs> That's right up my alley. Perfect. Oh, good. I actually do another show on Saturdays with a, um, my partner who's actually in a couple of different metal bands out in LA. So we, you know, the, we have a lot of transitional, you know, people that come over between the two shows. So, yeah. so why don't yeah, you uh, go ahead and fill everybody in on who you are and, you know, everything like that. Heard that. Well, uh, what's up guys? I'm Josh Gallagher. I'm a country uh, singer songwriter here in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, yeah, that's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> so quick question. You mentioned just now that you're, you know, rock and roll dudes. So how did you wind up doing country on The Voice? Uh, I've always been a, I've always been a rock. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I've always had, there's a special place in my heart for just like heavy ass distortion and just chugging dun, 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 in your, I love it. Yeah. I just absolutely love it. It'll never leave my system ever. But, um, uh, so, I mean, I've always been a uh, country. I mean, I've always liked country music. You know, it actually started when, you know, when you're little, you don't really get to pick what you listen to. Your parents do. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of listen to what they listen to, but, um, now I've always been, I went through my phases, you know, the, the, the country, the, the rock, the hip hop, the rap, the grunge, all that kind of, you know, and, but I mean, but I always, I guess I just always landed back on country, you know, it just kind of was 
uh, just kind of spoke to me. But I just what, what's cool about it for me is that like I come from and I used to play in a lot of like different rock bands and stuff growing up. So I, I think that at least I try to uh, translate that into my music uh, enough. So where it's still it's still country, but there's you know still heavier guitars for what kind you know for country anyway but i mean when i'm jamming by myself or we're at a live show it's i mean there's just like all the amp all the knobs are all the way up <laughs> yeah i mean when i've listened to your music i can definitely hear some of your other influences other than country in your music yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely comes cool. through it definitely does oh, um, yeah, so that's the, that's the goal. yeah that's the goal that is that is the <laughs> yeah. goal yeah um yeah. You know, and there's a lot of other, you know, artists that do the same thing. I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, rock bands that are influenced by like, you know, country stars too. And they have like a, you know, a twang to them. Like there's a, I mean, believe it or not, there's a band out of Denmark called Volbeat and they're heavily influenced by yeah. Johnny Cash. And you can definitely hear Johnny Cash's influence in all for the sure. songs. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. So it, it works both ways. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So you were a season 11 finalist on The Voice. Yes, so, that's right. So tell us your experience on there. Man, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it was a it was a blast, man. So, um, I uh, I went out there to LA in it was June of 2016. Is whenever I went out. I went out there late, like I was like a last pick. They were like, "Oh, well, we need to fill some spots." So here you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, and, it worked uh, out. It, 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 right, and it ended up working out. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, you take a, take any chance you get, you know. Yeah, um, but. It was a blast, though, man. It really, really was. I, I loved it out there. The whole, the whole crew and cast and you know, uh, production team and everything from top to bottom. They just, they just really treat you well out there. And uh, met a lot of really good friends out there that I still keep in touch with. That I'll they'll be lifelong friends too. So that that never hurts, you know. It was just, uh, it was a lot of fun. I always tell people that they'll they'll ask me and stuff. They'll be like, do you, would you tell anyone to go that wants to go to the voice or try out, would you tell them to do it? And I'd I'd say yes every single time because uh, one, you don't know what's going to happen. And two, if if you get the chance to make it out there, you're going to have the best time of your life. Like seven months is how long filming was. And it was like the best seven months ever. It was so much fun. Wow. (laughs) Now, what made you decide to go on the voice versus like AGT or the new uh, American Idol? Uh, I did, uh, I wasn't actually trying to, so it's kind of a funny story. Um, I wasn't trying to like, I wasn't actively pursuing the voice that, you know, I, was, uh, I did that. I did the, like the open call auditions like way, way years ago. I think I was like 19 or like 20 or 21, but, um, I was way, way before my wife and I moved to Nashville and I was, I was playing on stage down here in Nashville at a place called the row. It's in Midtown. And, and, um, I was just playing. It was an acoustic little one-hour set Thursday night, and it was uh, it was a little bit dead. It was a, I think it was the later the later crowd, the ten to ten to ten o'clock, whatever. But the uh, the guy who books that place, his name's Mike Peck, and he had uh, connections with the people from The Voice and also with Idol. But uh, The Voice was apparently looking for more talent to bring in for private auditions, and they texted him while I was playing. And they, uh, and then he asked me if I wanted to do audition for The Voice. So I was like, eh, yeah, why not? I mean, I'm right. here. So, so he took two videos of me singing, and about 20 minutes later, uh, he he said to me, he's like, all right, well, they want you in Atlanta for a private audition next Thursday. I was like, oh, well, cool. Must must have went pretty, <laughs> must have right? went over well. Yeah. 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 
That's yeah. exciting. So it's, not, it's not always that easy though. Like I did, I did audition like two, I think it was 2012 and 13. I think I did the open call thing and uh, I got, I got turned away twice, which is what it is. But like, it's not as, it's not as easy as like, that was like, a, that was the only place, right place, right time so far in my career that I would like it ever had. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I definitely got lucky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, and that's interesting that they, after turning you away during open calls twice, you actually got it on a private one somehow. That's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I guess I guess third time's a charm or whatever, but um, <laughs> right. I, I just equate it to uh, right place. You know, that, that, that works all the time for, you know, people say that all the time. Oh, you, just, you gotta be in the right place at the right time. Well, that was, that was it. Yeah, me. and I think that happens a lot in music, right place, right time, you know? It happens with the. It happens with a lot of other people. That oh. <laughs> I have the worst. I have the worst luck in the world ever. Like I just oh. like if it. If, uh, I would say me and my parents and my family joke around. Uh, if it weren't for bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck at all. And we're Gallagher's. We're super Irish, so it doesn't make any sense why we have bad luck. But <laughs> it's just is what it is. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah so what I've always wondered, especially about the voice is how involved are they are the coaches really with you and like the other you know members of your team you know how involved really and, and by the way you know inform everybody who your coach was too by the way um so you know how exactly does that work um well at first you know when you get out there um you're i mean you're out there and you're amongst a uh, hundred other people you know, contestants that are trying to get to the same, you know, objective that you are. So, um, you know, once you, once you do your blind audition and, and you get to, you know, hopefully get a couple of chairs turned and then you pick your, your coach. Um, at first it, it's, it's not a whole lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one interaction with your coach, because at that time, these coaches, they have like 12 people on on their turn, like 20 or 12 or something like that. But there's so many people that they can't, I mean, it's just impossible for them to spend so much time with every single contestant. But, the, but once you move on, uh, once you get to like, you get to the uh, like to the live rounds. If you get past the battles and the knockouts, I mean, yeah. they really, really start working like one on one. Like you get their numbers, you get to like text them and say, "Oh, we're gonna meet up here at this time. Let's go over some stuff and come over to the studio where we're rehearsing." And like, it's really once once you get past a couple of the uh, a couple of the steps, you know, they really dig in and, and really put a lot of their time as much as they can, you know, with all their other tours and schedules. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah they really, awesome. they, they really do work hands on with you. That's one of the, that's one thing that I was like, that I was, I wouldn't necessarily say shocked about, but just kind of like more like, Oh, well, this is pretty cool. Like I didn't expect, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. That was my first time doing it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they're, they're great, man. They're everyone. They're all awesome. <laughs> And so one of the reasons that you winning on The Voice was so interesting is because of who your coach was, though, right? right. Yeah, yeah, Adam. A-dog, you know, right. Adam Levine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, so I started, I, uh, I started out on, on Blake's team, and mm. uh, I was with him through the battles, uh, well, obviously through the battles, and then my round, I actually lost against Sundance Head, who actually won the season, who was also my roommate, um, <laughs> uh, one of my very, I love that dude so much. We used to bust each other's balls. Like, you know, you're, no, you're going to win. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was great. But, um, he's a good dude. But, uh, but yeah, so I lost my knockout round and then, uh, and then, uh, Adam, uh, clicked his save button and, you know, picked me up from there and 
and uh, the rest was history. Yeah. So one thing I've always wondered, I mean, I'm not a, like a big avid watcher of The Voice, but I do watch, you know, the, you know, the audition rounds. Um, one of the things I do notice, and, you know, with the exception of, you know, certain people, like one being you, like they, it's, they seem to pick somebody that's out of their genre. Like, you know, a country star will pick Adam or, you know, yeah. a, you know, a, a rock guy will pick, you know, Blake or whatever the case might be, you know, so mm -hmm. what made you decide to stay in your genre when you originally went with Blake? I think, I think my goal, my whole goal was um, that if I was going to get a chair turn and it was going to be, and Blake was going to be one of them, my whole plan was to go with, go with Blake in, in the first place. Anyway, just because, I, I mean, I, I live in Nashville. Um, he obviously, I mean, he's, he lives in Oklahoma, he has a house here and whatever, but, um, but he's in Nashville also. I was just thinking that like, man, if I can get onto Blake's team, I would have the best shot of, you know, trying to get in, you know, making it the whole way to the end because where I'm from, I'm from Pennsylvania, a real small town called Crescent. And uh, just like the whole state of Pennsylvania is nothing but like country music. This is their country music freak. They're nuts up there. They're, yeah. And, uh, and so I was kind of thinking like, well, if I could possibly get onto Blake's team, and, and try to, you know, wrangle in all those country fans that I knew were fans of me already from playing around Pennsylvania so much that that could be a possible, uh, you know, a, a little bit easier way to get the, you know, get as far as I could. But um, I actually think it ended up, I think it ended up working better, honestly, that, that I got stolen, that I switched teams because uh, Adam's influence on me was like, me it took comfort zone several times like way out of my comfort zone that I wanted to do like especially um I think it was my I think it might have been my um semi song I think it was my top eight song or something like that but I, it was um it was uh the hell song was it uh Danny's song mm -hmm. and I did it it was pretty broken down acoustic and that was like I knew that song, but I was still out of my comfort zone with it. I actually almost forgot most of the words while I was singing. Like, so he really broke me out of my comfort zone and like, he's like really kind of forced me and showed me that I can do so much more than just this kind of a lane right here. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. you chose Blake just to be able to hang out with Gwen Stefani, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn it, I answered it wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. Oh, that's exactly why I did, yeah. Yeah, there right, you go. Yeah. That's and what I would have done. Drink, and to drink all this booze. That, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How many instruments do you play? Uh, Well, I like to, I play the shit out of some dashboard drums, you know. Dashboard drums? Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Good, yeah. Right. Real good at that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, uh, I, I just play guitar, really. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I I used to play bass. I started actually my first uh, electric instrument that I picked up was uh, my bass. It was my brother's bass from back in the day. He was in he was in a punk band, you know, like the Verrukers and Misfits and like all that, yeah, all that stuff and the Ramones and all that. And uh, so that was the first electric instrument that I, I picked up was bass, and then you know transitioned into guitar. But um, yeah, so I really I only play guitar. I can hold a beat on drums, but I'm not like. Dave Grohl or any shit like that. <laughs> right. So is uh, you mentioned your brother also played. Do you, is your whole family just like super musical all the time? No, not at all. Actually, no. <laughs> not even no. 
Not at all. So it's actually kind of funny. My brother, um, he went through it. So in the uh, late 90s, the early 2000s was that punk rock, bondage pants, phase, leather jackets, studded everywhere. And um, so he was really, he was really big into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he just, uh, him and his buddies just kind of started a band and started messing around and playing. And, and then older, he just kind of, whatever, everybody disbanded. Right. Yeah. But they're separate ways. Yeah. I was younger. I'm seven, seven years younger than him. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You know? And right. uh, so I just started picking that up. And uh, no, nobody else is, nobody else plays or, or, uh, or does anything musically in the family. I guess I'm the black sheep or black, I don't know. The black, the good black sheep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little good. different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm way different. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. That's interesting. So, so at what age did you say that this, you know, this is, I'm, I'm going to make this my career where no matter what I'm going to do, you know, um, are you going to, I'm going to do this. And then some people always, you know, set that marker, you know, if I'm not successful by the time I'm 39 or 40 or whatever the case might be, right. you know, did, did you do that or did you just say fuck it all and just do it? Yeah, man. I was just kind of like, well, so what happened was, is, um, I, I moved, I moved back into my parents' house when I was 21, uh, from, I dropped out of school because of, uh, I like to party. And, <laughs> and uh, so I moved back with my parents and, uh, I always played guitar around the baseball house and the, uh, our apartment and, and dorms and stuff out there. But I was always shy, you know, cause I just never would play in front of anybody. Even my parents before that, I was, they were like, go get your guitar. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, ain't doing that. Yeah. Super shy. But being out of college kind of broke me out of that shyness because I was like, well, fuck it. Everybody's going to hear it anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, man, I moved back in with my parents and I was playing around, uh, playing around my, my town uh, for a while. And, you know, the crowds kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So at that point, I was just playing on the weekends. I was working a full time job. I was a forklift operator and just playing shows and shit on the weekend. And at that point, it was still just a hobby. But after about two years of doing that, um, the venues just kept getting bigger and bigger, more people. And um, a couple, I mean, kind of word, people started telling me, they're like, dude, you need to get out of here and do this in Nashville. Like, you need to be there. Like, if you can do this here, imagine what you could do in a, in a bigger place that has more opportunity for you to you know, really mm-hmm. chase this. So at that point, I was like, thought about it for a little bit. So, I mean, it was about, yeah, it was, I mean, 20. 23 probably so it wasn't really all that long ago I'm 29 now so it wasn't uh it wasn't that long ago that I was like well fuck it maybe I can do this for a career because at that point I didn't know what, what I was doing with the rest of my life you know right. I was playing music on the weekends like I said working a full-time job but I still had dreams you know I still like at that point I was still you know pissed at myself and you know uh really kind of just trying to prove to myself and my parents that I could still do something with my life because I went to school to play baseball, you know, and that was my dream for the longest time was to be a pro, pro ball player. Mm. And then I, uh, <laughs> I quickly shit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's just kind of, I don't know if it was just like God's way of like saying, okay, you're going to start playing guitar at 10 years old. And then whenever you're 20, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was that kind of thing or, if it was just like a segue to lead me to where I was supposed to be, but you know, that's, it was right around 20 years, like 22 or 23, something like that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. cool though. That yeah, you just kind of like fell into it almost. Yeah. It was just weird. You know I mean? I, yeah. like I, my parents got me my first guitar when I was 10, you know, and, and cause I, I wanted one. It's not like they were like, here, play guitar. Right. Um, 
but uh so that was just a natural interest and it was it was actually my outlet growing up like you like my parents man i'll, I'll never forget <laughs> they used to get so not necessarily my mom but my like but my dad like cause i had like these big four big tall speakers rigged up in each corner of my room <laughs> and i just turn right. my car up loud and shit play along to fucking like avenge sevenfold <laughs> all kinds of other shit when i was younger mm -hmm. and uh and uh so it was just like that was my outlet get away you know so now that i get to do it for a living it's like man i don't have any stress at all this is great That's <laughs> <Okay. awesome. laughs> so um how much do you believe you know whether it be music whether it be you know stand-up comedy whether it be acting or tv or whatever the case might be how much do you believe is actually luck and actual talent and just right place right time um and that's a tough one you know it's like I don't want to say this in the way that, that, that bashes anybody or, or, or puts anyone up or down or whatever, but it's, it's almost like, you know, I mean, I like to think you make your own luck. You know, you might stumble across something that really kind of gives you a, an advantage over somebody else in your, in your industry. Like, for example, like that, the whole voice thing, like that was like, I was playing there and I was playing that at that venue all the time. And it just so happened that that day I lucked into a fucking, private audition video that I had no clue I was going to, you know, so it's like, you, you definitely have to have, in my opinion, you definitely have to have, you know, some raw talent to actually you know, be able to do it. Now there are, there are some places and, and some things that you look and you go, why is that? Like, what's up with that? Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's not just this industry. It's just, it's every industry. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like, it's just like, well, why is that person or why is that group ahead of what you're doing or what we're doing over here, even though I feel like we may be doing a little bit better. You know, it's just kind of, mm -hmm. it's a weird bird, man. It really, really is. Especially in this town. It's like, it's like, you know, you can play and play and write and write and write and sing your ass off. time, And then, uh, you know, you look over and someone new just got to town. It's been here for like six months and they're like top of the billboard charts or some shit like right. that. And you're like, you're like, what the fuck, man? But like exactly. my whole attitude, yeah. But my whole attitude is like, you know, I don't, I don't, I try not to go there. I try not to ever be like, well, what? Why is it them instead of me? You know, I try not to do that because I'm a firm believer that, you know, first of all, I'm a firm believer in karma. Like, I don't want to put those vibes out there and then have something come back and be like, oh, well, your career's fucked. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I try to, <laughs> so I try to stay away from that. And I'm like, you know what? If it takes me longer or somebody else longer to do it that's cool you know some people it takes longer some people they for some for some reason somehow are able to do it a little bit quicker and, and no matter the pace everybody's going to get there at some point you know it's just for some people that take a little bit longer you know you just got to keep building and building those 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 you know building blocks you know keep building those, yeah. those legos up until until foundation is so big that they don't have a choice yeah but, to pay attention you know so yeah my it's brother a, it's, a little, it's a little bit different with with everybody yeah my brother is a country music artist but he plays out in texas because he lives in dallas or fort worth yeah. i'm sorry he yeah. always tells me don't dallas my fort worth and i'm like okay yeah, i'm sorry it's not dfw okay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah he comes to nashville all the time and plays and stuff but yeah he's nice. been doing it for i don't know how long and he plays shows all the time he's toured all over the yeah. country and 
you know, been able to fund it, not himself, obviously he's had help, but um, it's just, it's such a hard industry. It's an incredibly hard industry. It's tough. It's a fucking pain in my my ass most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And so does he, he all the time. I'm, you know, he's had, he's, he's 12 years older than I am. So he has had like a full on career where he made six figures. He was a financial advisor. He's done all that. Um, and he quit to do music and that's what he's going to do. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If it kills him, apparently that's what he's going to do. (laughs) He loves it so much. I get it, man. I really, really get it. That's like my whole thing is I, I look back sometimes and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I probably could have stayed at the job that I'm at, made a career out of it, and 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 did pretty well, you know. But I was like, "Fuck that! I don't want to not wake up and love, and you know, not, I don't want to wake up and not love what I do." You know, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, even you know, songwriter, artist, whatever. You know, the easiest part for me is going to step on stage. All the other shit behind it is like some days I'm like, I just don't want to fucking do this. But then you step into the writing room or you step into a meeting and you're like. Yeah, this is fucking sweet. Love right. this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel you so, on that. Um, what have you been doing to keep busy um, during the quarantine? I know some um, bands and artists are doing, you know, Zoom shows or, you know, pay, you know, offering this or offering that. Um, what have you been doing for your fans to kind of make sure that you stay relevant? Uh, I've been drinking a lot. Okay, cool. <laughs> TikTok. I saw TikTok. your TikToks. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently TikTok is the new. So it's kind of funny. Uh, you said about TikTok. Yeah. Like I'm on TikTok and I have a few videos and shit on there, but like normally I'm just like scrolling through the feed or whatever. Same. Just watching everybody's, Same. Just watching everybody's stupid them. videos. And then my team <laughs> is like, they're like, Hey, uh, we really need you to get your TikTok numbers up. And I'm like, I just don't fucking whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm not, cause I'm not like 17 and shit. Like, I'm right. Just, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But, uh no man i've been uh i've been so i just started just got back into uh into writing again because for the longest time we couldn't fucking leave our houses right you know, and, uh, i hate doing zoom rights or skype rights or anything like just just the energy for me isn't there doing mm-hmm. it like over facetime or something so we, i just got back into uh just got back into uh writing just got back from a little writer's retreat in kentucky last week or week before and uh no, I've just been doing, I've done a couple of Facebook lives and stuff like that, but I'm just really trying to um, make sure that you know, I'm just keeping all my fans just aware of what we're doing, whether that be through, you know, Instagram story or mm-hmm. post or Facebook or this or that. We actually just got done with our, uh, I think it was two weeks, a week and a half ago. We just got done with our uh, first leg of our campaign for this current record that I have out right now. So we're getting ready to ramp up the second part of that um, cool. just to make sure we keep pushing that record as much as possible. Uh, the, old, the old Corona record, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of it? Uh, my new record's called turnaround town. Uh, we released that on March 27th. Actually, it was right around the time when the shit storm happened. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Always convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah, mentioned I mean, the, your luck. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason why. Saying, see, yeah. That's why I tell you. I said um, to my wife, I was like, babe, before we get married, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, uh, yeah, why wouldn't I? I was like, I just want to let you know, once you have my last name, you're going to 
fucking be shitty luck for the rest of your life. That's what I know. <laughs> so if you're cool, come true? I'm good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah and the, right, exactly. the reason why I asked that question is because um, I'm a stand-up comedian as well. And prior to uh, everything closing yeah. down here in the D.C. area, you know, I was doing, you know, all the clubs in D.C., you know, just uh, open mics and stuff like that. And then, you know, coincidentally enough, some things have kind of happened in the last week where it was pure luck. Um, yeah. And, you know, I got booked on a Zoom show this coming Saturday. Nice. Um, awesome. So it's like, you know, it's just like my, my, like my whole fear is I know my stuff is good. You know, I've, I've made people in DC crack up and, you know, I, I had a stand-up comedian laughing her ass off this past Friday, which is what happened, oh, yeah. you know, and made it happen. But there's not going to be a fucking audience. so it's like it's like if i don't if i'm starting to bomb how the fuck do i know if i'm bombing and how do (laughs) i know if i switch it up or not it's like i have all these things written down and i know my jokes i know my set but like if i'm starting to bomb and you know or whatever else the case might be it's like i i I can't fucking riff yeah exactly here just so you know by the way i forgot to tell you this when we met i have been known to have some pretty good luck so I maybe it was so, my so then it was all her that's what it was yeah oh yeah yeah so, so you're not gonna bomb we're, yeah, we should all hang out more is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> okay hey. yeah. i'm not I'm gonna down. argue <laughs> yeah i'm down hey you're only five hours away man we're not that far away from each other so let's do it come oh, on oh man i want to go to Dude, that's easy. so bad <laughs> so bad i uh i actually i just had a unfortunately i just had a, another show canceled that was uh up in dc actually i think it was the the uh the music festival mid maryland music music festival or something like that yeah, oh, yeah. it's pretty fast that's pretty yeah They're um hailstorm is headline there and a bunch of other people have done that it's a big festival yeah they just uh we just uh yeah we were supposed to headline there too and they we just got uh, a couple weeks ago just got the word that they're gonna cancel because all this shit but um but uh, East Coast Sturgis, though I believe we're still playing, which is up around that area too. Mm-hmm. I think it's in DC or somewhere around there. But somewhere around there, yeah. So hopefully that goes well. Yeah. But I, I completely, I, I completely get that though. It's just like we're we've been planning for a while to do a virtual concert, you know, for all of our fans and stuff because of all this shit. Like our whole tour got canceled. Like there's nothing to do. And um, so we've been planning on uh you know, making plans to do this virtual concert thing. And I, uh, I talked to my buddy today uh, that owns a bar that I frequent that feels like home. So he's going to let us do it there. But it's like, we're going to sell tickets. We're going to give the ticket holders a private YouTube live link or Facebook live link. And, but nobody's going to be there. It's just going to be a screen. So like, if we know, like you, man, it's like, we know that we have the material and we know we're going to play good and sound good and everything's going to be tight and good. But like, where do you drive? How do you, it's like, how do you drive? What energy do you get from it? Like, right. how do you pick energy? Out yeah. of it? Like, it's really tough. It's super hard to be like, cool. I hope everybody's having a good time out there. Boom. Encore. Yeah. Like to a screen, you know, it's just tough. You got to drive, you got to like find that, that, uh, that drive and that energy from somewhere. So I get yeah, it. Man. I, <laughs> I definitely. I mean, um, I used to be, you know, and playing bands, you know, when I was in my late, tw- early twenties. Um, then I eventually gave that up cause my daughter was born and just, you know, I had to, you know, yeah, uh, you know, make yeah. a living for my family and then yeah. things got really good. And then I chased another childhood dream and I became a pro wrestler and I was a nice. wrestler for about 15 years. 
And, you know, and that's kind of where, yeah, so I did that for on the independent scene for about 15 years. And that's kind of where I got my, you know, was able to get my, uh, my chops out and make sure that I was still in front of a crowd. But at the same time versus music and, you know, this, it was more like, you know, stand-up comedy or improv. If I'm, you know, out there doing a promo and, you know, things are going bad and, you know, they're legitimately booing me, not just because they hate me or just, just because I, I suck, I could change it up and make right. it better. But I can't do that yeah. on Saturday. It's like if I'm, if I can't, you know, I can't even like, I, I can't even get, you know, you know, heckled. <laughs> you might. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, it's like, it's like, I just like, at least someone be there so they can give me shit when I suck. Like, <laughs> I've already voluntold my, like, oh, volunteered. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm totally gonna be there and be like, you suck. <laughs> send, me, uh, send me the link, I'll fucking have to yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'll DM we'll you on, uh, <laughs> no, I'll DM you like, on uh, Instagram, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that'll work Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but no yeah, i mean it's sure. it's you know you know it's just a you know it's just it, it, it's just you know there's a lot of stuff going on and whether it be you know the music industry or the film industry or the tv industry it's just everybody's got to adapt and you know this will be the new normal i mean hell this coming friday our governor here in virginia said that going forward for at least you know for the foreseeable future you are required by law to wear a mask going outside now so all really? the restrictions like, are just in place. If you, just if like you leave your house, anywhere. yeah, if you leave your house, you have to be wearing a mask. That's crazy. Even outside? Yep. No, nope. listen, I have anxiety, nope. guys. That's not okay. <laughs> and I have to go outside. Like, I'm an extrovert. I want to be... Same. Right? <laughs> doing it. Be like, no, oh, I'm not no. doing shit. <laughs> I mean, I will because, like, but... But I don't want to. Please don't yeah. thank me. <laughs> no shit. But here's what, it blows my mind that, like, here in Nashville, they, no, nothing, ever. They're, like, it's recommended that you do, but they're not, they've never been, like, they've never put, like, a, you know, like, you have to do it or you're going to get in trouble thing, which is crazy because our numbers here for a while were, like, through the roof. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I'm still that person, though. I'm, like, I just, whatever. At this point, I'm, I'm, like, I don't really give a shit. Like, I just like, let's fucking move forward. Let's go here. Cause my I'm... brother just went down to Tortuga, uh, Tortuga <laughs> yeah. and stayed there for like the entire shutdown. Whenever they shut down DFW, uh, that's yeah. what he did. He just nice. went to Tortuga. He's like, I quit life for like however yeah. long this lasts. Like, and I'm like, it's okay. going to be a nice reprieve. Yes, like it was. <laughs> yeah. He wrote a whole new album. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, it was perfect. Yeah. It was a good little working vacay. It was, it was, yeah, for him. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. great for him. <laughs> Wish I could have yeah. gone. But... No, yeah, take, take us next time. What the shit? Exactly, know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Precisely. But yeah, I, I have anxiety. And so like wearing the mask in the store, I can survive because I know how long, you know, how many things I have to get bases, or I base how long I'm going to be there off of how many things I have to get. So I know it's going to be yeah. short-lived, but I don't wear it outside. Yeah. I don't, I go walking. I couldn't, I could not wear that mask while I'm walking. Like yeah. for no. exercise, no, I'll die. I'll just pass out yeah. in the middle of the street. Yeah. 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 We have. And, and, and we don't, we don't need that. No, <laughs> no, nobody needs that. No. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm essential. Fine. I'm essential. So I have to go into stores and do other things all the time. But when I'm in the store, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I do have my mask on, but the moment I walk out the door, it, it comes off. 
and I don't oh, yeah, wear my car sure. or anything, but now I got to wear it everywhere. So it's like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, because it's, by the way, because it's law here that we have to, you're not allowed in the store without a mask on. They highly yeah, enforce it. Yeah, yeah so. Maryland did that. Now we're, you know, Virginia's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Pennsylvania did that. My parents, uh, my family still lives up there. So yeah. Dad, dad would send me pictures all the time. They're like, oh, go, go to the store. All right. Like, that, sucks. <laughs> that looks like terror. That looks like shit. I don't want to get it does. But, uh, it yeah, does. I mean, I guess you, you just kind of got to uh, gotta do what you got to do. But I'm just getting to the point now where I'm like, come on, let's go. Like, I haven't worn a mask or gloves once through this whole entire thing. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, man, washing my hands a lot and all that other shit. But but uh, I feel bad. Like, so for the for the people that like you have bad it, luck and you're going jinx yourself like that. I drank a lot. Does that count? the virus sees me it's like no i can't no we won't be able to infect that guy (laughs) too much alcohol this is right yeah (laughs) that's what my brother says too Mm -hmm. like man that sucks though like for for the people that do have to wear masks all the time like my wife she she's a uh she's a teacher and she asks all the time it's like their whole center just went into like a whole different like strategy of like, did you ever see the movie? Uh, what was it? You ever see the movie Outbreak? It was like an 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched it recently yeah. on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You just watched it? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just like that. Like her work is like step into the bubble and, nope. and then step out and do so like for her because people, people that have to wear masks constantly all the time because it's like, it's just one, it's inconvenient. And two, like how do you breathe right i just i don't know it's, yeah it's just crazy like, are they still in school out there uh no schools no uh school no but uh my wife is a daycare teacher so her center is oh. privately owned, so they can do whatever they want pretty much yeah yeah, yeah just yeah, as long yeah. as they're following okay. like you know the certain the guidelines and shit like the that. bubble but, yeah the bubble, the bubble right yeah yeah, yeah my <laughs> but, wife's uh, my wife's a second grade teacher and she's been home since you know, late March, and it's like, okay, yeah. you, need to, you need to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Please get that's the how, fuck that's out. How we were. Yeah. That's how we were for a while. And she's out in the kitchen, and the door's open, but she knows. Right, babe? <laughs> we were about to kill each other for a minute. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't yeah. if it wasn't for the ten hours a week that I got to do podcasting and then the other 40, 50 hours a week that I'm working, you know, I'd probably go fucking batshit crazy. Mm. Yeah. yeah no sh- <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> nah, I don't it, have that luxury. Like unfortunately, like, man, this shit's gonna run the whole way to the end of the year. Like I I believe that it's just gonna keep popping up and shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, we're never we're never for the rest of twenty twenty, I don't think we're ever gonna get back to like the the norm you know it's gonna yeah. be nope. well, now that now this is required or now this change made so we got to do this now like, yeah. yeah so i have a question that might be a little borderline you know you know you don't have to answer if you don't want to yeah, yeah. um but it's just a dead this is a dead ass serious question so mm-hmm. i know as well as you do you guys do not make dick anymore off of album sales i mean that's just you know no. that, that's the truth of the matter you guys make your money touring so oh yeah so dumb question is your label doing anything at all for people like you that you know are technically still quote-unquote starting out and still building that following and aren't a headliner yet 
to where you have a nest egg, you know, built right. up for the next 10 years, like Tim McGraw or some shit. So, you know, what yeah. exactly are you doing, you know, in order to make sure that that is, you know, you guys are, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, just like say with how you guys are doing, you know, otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I got you. Um, well, that's a pretty easy question because um, I am my own label. So, <laughs> okay, okay, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. So that okay, so that makes it uh, that makes it a little little easy. But um, no, nah, man, we're just uh, we're getting by. You know, I'm still actually to be 100 percent honest with you. Um, our merch sales have gone up, and our this current record is weird. It's like you release a record right during like a pandemic, and you're like, whoa, it's not gonna do good. But this record's actually doing way better than the last one did. You know, I think it's awesome. probably because it's probably because nobody has any, like everybody has nothing to do. Like there's nothing right. But, well, um, I'm gonna go buy all this music and listen to it all the time while I exercise yeah, because that's yeah. all I can do. Yeah. 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 We'll buy a t-shirt and hats and shit and whatever. And uh, but yeah, as far as like uh, you know touring, you know, obviously that's out of you know out of the question for right now. But uh, I mean, so we're just getting by. I'm uh, I'm. I'm doing a thing where you collect unemployment, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean that's handy dandy in these know, times. And I didn't mean to get you personal with that question, but yeah, I didn't mean to get no. personal with that question. But you know, I'm I'm still you know we're still uh, you know we like to push the boundaries. We're we're very Howard Sternish. Oh, dude, I love it, man. That's, so, that's, yeah. that's a great that's a great question. I love it because yeah. what what I don't think what a lot of people understand is like uh, and I've had this conversation with a lot of my my other artist buddies and songwriters and my family and everybody. And what a lot of people don't understand is that like, you know, when you're, when you're coming up or you out of nowhere have just all this crazy exposure, like I did from the voice, right? Everybody just automatically goes, it's worth a million dollars now. And that's not the case. Like that's really not the case. A lot of the time it's like, I don't want to say that I'm not going to say we're poor, but we're living a lot of times, even when I'm on the road touring, we're still like, my wife still works. She still yeah. busts her ass. We're, we're living and budgeting our money all the time to make sure that we can pay our mortgage and the bills and shit. Like, it's not, it's not anything where it's like, fuck, I don't even know what a million dollars looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, that's just, the, that's just the reality behind it. You know? Yeah. It's just the reality behind it is like, it's not, what everybody thinks it is you get all that exposure and you're very grateful for like i couldn't do the shit that i'm able to do now without that fucking show i'm telling you mm-hmm. that's not i'm not saying that because oh they told me to say that or any shit like that it's just the right. truth that's they, they help you out so much but it's all on how much you bust your ass after you do that you know and i've been busting my ass now since then for uh, uh four years will be this year yeah. so you know it just still takes time but fuck I don't have a million dollars. I know that I'm still busting my ass. So you got to do what you got to do, man. And then, you know, hopefully if that day ever comes, I mean, it'll, it'll be great, but you just got to kind of, you got to kind of still bust your ass and, 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 you know, make your, make your own path and forge your own way to the top. You know? And sell yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you could give one piece of advice, you know, the cheesy question every interviewer fucking asks. I always like to ask it just because I'm <laughs> yeah. cheesy as fuck, too. Cheesy. Mm. I'm cheesy as fuck. I don't give a fuck. Um, but, cares, uh, yeah. You know, you know what, what was that one? doesn't matter, again, not, not country music, you know, not music in general, just entertainment in general. What yeah. would you give that one piece of advice? What would your one piece of advice be? 
You, it's it's funny because uh, you you kind of already answered uh, you already kind of said my what my answer was going to be before you even finished the question you uh, you were like wow fuck it I don't give a shit I'm I'm cheesy as fuck I don't care so like you're a genuine fucking person and you're not afraid to be yourself that for me is the best fucking advice I can give anybody because yeah. I've I just don't care about what other people think whether they think I'm funny or whether they think I'm an asshole or whatever they, me this is my personality. This is yeah. who I am. Take it or leave it. You can like it or not. It's not going to harm me or hurt me either way. But that's that's a big thing, like for me. And I think I think really genuine people who don't try to make it look like they're this or that, and then behind the curtains they're another person. I think those are the people that, in any sort of entertain entertainment in the business, it, it will will flourish, will help you get to the top because nobody wants to work with someone that's fake. You know, right. I mean, you might, if you're, if that's how you operate, I'm not bashing anybody that does that. If that's how you operate, that's cool. Like that's like, do your thing more, you know, kudos to you, more power to you. But, um, I'm going to still sit here and be a fucking idiotic country musician. <laughs> that doesn't, that's just, you know, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, I think that's probably the biggest, just be yourself. And like unapologetically be yourself, no matter what anybody thinks or tells you just like, and the people that do, fuck them. You don't need them. Like, yeah. you're, eventually, at some point, you're going to have more people that love you for you than people that hate you for you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I've been saying, you know, for months. I mean, because we, we, this podcast is only four months old. And to be honest with you, Kat's my second co-host on the show. Yeah. Um, and and her best. and I have only been together for, you know, three weeks, four weeks now. And, you know, I, you know, my old partner made me delete all the old episodes. Yeah, she's the best. Um, he made me yeah. delete my old, all the old episodes. <laughs> so, you know, I was starting to build a really good following and, you know, people are asking, well, how many episodes do you have? Well, if you go to the website, it looks like we only have, you know, 10, but in reality we have like right. 60. Yeah. <laughs> and, we also yeah. have like three other shows. So, yeah. you know, so there's like, that. But it's, you know, it's, it, it's just, you know, I've developed a, you know, this following in the last four months that I cannot even describe. You know, it's like, yeah, I didn't think awesome. I was any good at this shit. I just wanted to do it just, to, you know, as an outlet, have some fun with it. But now it's like, holy shit, I'm getting booked on comedy shows. Holy shit. You know, now we literally just launched our business today. Um, you know, now it's fuck like, yeah, dude, what awesome. the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it just happened so quick. That's surreal. That's great, yeah. dude. That's, I'm happy for you, man. That's awesome. That's just like, there's just proof in the pudding, you know, right there. It's like, and you no, know, not bashing your your old uh, co-host and shit like that, but it's no, like I'm totally just I don't know. He's cool, <laughs> <laughs> but but like I don't know, man. It's just like there's people out there that are gonna hate on you, whether you uh, are yourself or whether you try to be somebody else. Like it doesn't matter. People that are bust your balls, but what will come out of that even greater, kind of like what will happen to you, is you're gonna gain and you're gonna gain and gain more and more and more, and then those people are gonna love you. And then all the other people that bashed you or said, well, fuck that dude or whatever, they're going to be looking at, you know, looking back at you going, well, maybe I kind of fucked up a little. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Um, yeah so hold on one second. All right, bud. So, um, wow. You know, it's, um, it's been an honor of talking to you and I really appreciate, you know, the things you've said tonight <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, it's uh it's definitely been 
been been cool um you're an awesome yeah. fucking dude i mean i had i had heard of you um beforehand but i didn't you know i didn't listen to any of your music i'll be honest with you um, no, i'm not a country fan i'm not a i'm not a country <laughs> guy um, oh, you're good dude it's not I, yeah I, I mean i'm rocking out to you know falling in reverse and you know metallica and fucking <laughs> yeah, uh you know shit like that in my car but um oh, yeah but the moment I got your, you know, the PR rep from you and I heard, I was like, I've heard of this guy before. Yeah. And I went, obviously I went and researched you and listened to your music and I was like, fuck, okay. So, you know, you have that, again, you do have that um, crossover ability, you know, yeah. and um, I definitely want to say that's rare. Um, and it definitely seems like you're in it for the right reasons and not just, you know, you know, I would say there's a lot of people, and this is not offense to anybody that has done this, but, you know, has... People, a lot of people say, and Tom Petty even said it right before he passed away, you know, give me 10 seconds and a guitar, I can write a hit country music song. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of people try to break in through the music industry, through the country music scene, because they think it's easier. And then uh, they slowly break away from that and become, I hate to say her name, but become Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. You know, gotcha. and uh, no offense to T Swift, she's one of the biggest movies, you know, music stars in the world, but that's how she yeah. did it. And a right. lot of people have done that as well. Um, so, but you are, you know, you're keeping it real. And I, you know, I, I definitely think that's fucking awesome, you know, so yeah. good job to you, bro. I appreciate it, man. I, uh, yeah, that's just another part of, you know, me being me. There's a lot of people that I feel like probably get into, I won't say any country or any genre, but get into like entertainment for, you know, maybe the wrong reasons or some shit like that. But, for sure. um, but I definitely wholeheartedly feel like what, we're doing over here on our end is <clears throat> eventually it's going to take off and people are going to really start to take notice. You know, the whole voice thing really helped out and was a platform to build from. And since um, I've been able to put out music that I feel like is me, especially with this new record, Turnaround Town. Um, so I feel like, you know, with each step, everybody's the whole, all the fans are starting to get to know me more and more and more as a per as a person as a songwriter as an artist like i don't know that's just that's just a big a big thing for me so i appreciate it man i, I really do we appreciate you coming by the way what inspired you to write the whole album for turnaround town oh shit uh <laughs> uh all the things <laughs> all the yeah um all the stuffs yeah uh, right no it's weird how how this record actually came about it was like um so I had at the time last year, 2019, last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't number numbers are hard. You know, yeah, they are. <laughs> I feel you. I yeah, feel yeah. you. <laughs> but in, in uh, the end of 2018, when we're, when we were planning for, for our uh, 2019 spring record, which was mm -hmm. my self-titled record, mm -hmm. uh, we were planning on putting out uh, a whole full length album. And I had put that out to my fans at the time before I actually went in and like logistically planned everything out. Yeah. So I kind of wrote, uh, I kind of actually wrote this record along with the last one. So by the time that this record came around, we already had everything fucking written. Like it was, it was already written. Nice. So it's actually, so it's kind of weird how it worked out. So what ended up happening obviously was I put out two separate EPs, uh, spring and then my single last, fall which was boots like mine and then this spring record so um uh so it, it wasn't really like a direction like it wasn't really writing towards or like a theme or anything like that for this right. record it just kind of worked out to where we wrote 
the first half of the record, the first, or the first EP section, and then like it just kind of flowed. We just wrote. We knew what we needed. I knew what I wanted to. Knew what I wanted to say, it, and it just kind of worked out that way. It's actually it kind of came together uh, pretty easy, which is not easy to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's really not at yeah, all. It's, really, it's, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty tough to do. So it's actually funny if you go if you go listen to the Josh Gallagher EP mm-hmm. top to bottom and then go listen to boots like mine and then listen to this record top to bottom. If you listen to all that shit together, it all consecutively runs together. It's, it's weird. So like, there's not a lot of people that know that, you know? So it's, yeah. so it's actually a concept record. Pretty much. Yeah. So, so it's like a, like a box set or so whatever you could want to. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. See, I yeah. love, see, I love that kind of stories. Cause one of my favorite bands is actually a band called Coheed and Cambria love and them. Coheed just, and yeah. they do a fabulous job of doing that because they also yeah. intertwine it with their comic books that they write as well. And yeah. I love that kind of shit. I, so if you can tell a story through music, yeah, eloquently the way you know, you know the way you're describing the way they do it and stuff like that. You know, you've got my you've got my fucking vote. Good, Your good ear. fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's uh, I, I mean, I definitely have been lucky. It's funny, like talking about not being lucky earlier here, but uh, I definitely have been lucky. Uh, you know, being being able to be surrounded by such a great team and and songwriters and and people that. Uh, that get me and understand what I'm trying to do with my music, you know? So uh, I've definitely been lucky in that aspect. And uh, fuck, man, all we can do from here is just keep growing. You know, I already have, I already have my next EP all figured out and shit. And I'm constantly writing for the next one after that. So I, I, as far as music goes, I got it. Like I got a fucking bunch of it. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, I can't wait to hear more. (laughs) Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to those albums, you know, cover to cover straight through. I want to hear that story, so I'm definitely curious now. Gonna convert you? Yeah. Well, no, you're not gonna convert (laughs) me. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna listen to those two albums, and then I'm gonna binge listen to like some Falling in Reverse to get my you know get it out of my head. Yeah, reset. Get back to the reset. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, but um, it'll definitely go on my playlist. Uh, but no, I'll definitely be checking that out. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all again. You know, doesn't really matter. You know, and that's one piece of advice that I've always, you know, kind of started to realize now. It doesn't matter. You know, if you're podcasting, you're a musician, or if you're fucking an actor or whatever, Mm -hmm. never say no. Is one thing that I've always learned, especially now. You know, I mean, yeah. You'll, I'll get an email list from a, a PR rep, and I'll—I don't know any of these people. It's like, okay, I'll—I'll, I'll, I guess I'll just talk to this person. I guess I'll talk to this person, and you know, it's like I'll research them, and it's like, fuck it, you don't know what the hell they do. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, you, you yeah. know, and that so it kind of works the same way. It's like, you know, never say no, and just fucking put yourself out there. You—you you never know what's gonna fucking happen. You never. Fucking that's true, know. man. Like that's 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 super. And I like that. I like that you that you do that. That's that's your concept because there's so many like especially now there's so many artists as far as, you know, musician and entertainment business. There's so many artists and bands out there that are, that are fucking just ridiculous, like super good, but because they're not with uh, this label or they're not, they don't have this manager. Nobody knows who they are, but then you go and listen to their shit and you're like, what the fuck have I been missing? Like, where have I been? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, to be totally honest with you, I mean, when it comes to that, I think, the best, um, you know, the best promoters out there right now 
for bands like that and who don't have the best fucking, you know, PR or the best label or whatever the case might be, honest yeah. to God, Sirius XM is like the fucking godsend for those type of people. You know, like, yeah. like the rock sure. channel Octane. You know, they yeah. it doesn't matter if it's an indie route album. You only got fucking one song out right now. You just released a single and nothing else. Yeah. And you, it's, you, you self-produced it. And, you know, Jose Mangan, the, the director over there, he, if he likes it, you're fucking going on the air. He doesn't give a shit. And yeah. that's how it is across all the channels. So, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I definitely think it's a lot better these days, especially now with, you know, you can contribute your own music to Spotify. You can contribute your own music to Amazon if you wanted to. You know, so there's yeah, so man. many different opportunities. You know, never limit yourself. Again, never say no. Yeah. Tony Robbins, yeah. that shit, and just go, you know, going, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's funny. There's All also right. a movie like that that's called The Yes Man with, um, yeah. yeah. What's his <laughs> name? Um, He's it? my favorite actor, comedian Jim actor. Carrey. Jim Carrey. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. He's my He's favorite. Like, why don't you throw this rock through that bank window? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Maybe not yeah. quite that extreme. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. All, All right. right well, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, we can't thank you yeah. enough. Um, nah, man, thank you're you fucking this awesome. Was, uh, this, was, this was badass. It's been raining and shitty here all day, and I've been doing a bunch of work, emails, and a bunch of stuff around the house. So I'm like, this fucking sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. So thank you guys for having me on here. This was a blast. I don't and no problem, man. It was our pleasure. Absolutely. If you do a new TikTok video, by the way, I will do at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to do that yet. My actually, my TikTok profile says, "Yeah, I don't know what I'm fucking doing." <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I figured out how to duet though. So yeah, I just learned how to use the face zoom filter where it follows your face and shit. Me around. too. Yeah, I did that last night, and somebody because I kept seeing the videos where it was like, oh it just made my face look worse or better or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> mine doesn't change. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Bro. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, again, we appreciate it. And uh, anytime you want to fucking come on, you know, just let us know. We'll, we'll bring you back on anytime. Yeah, yeah dude, I appreciate man. it, man. We will, and uh, if you're ever in the DC area again, you know, after this shit, you know, you know, send us an email, whatever. Yeah, um, and I'll send you my, I'll yeah. send you our phone number too. Um, yeah. For sure. You know, through, uh, we, go grab, uh, we go grab like a beer or 12. Hell, right. fuck yeah. I mean, there, there's so many good breweries in this area. I'll, I'll yeah. He knows you, them all. I'll show you around town, bud. I'm down. Uh, but yeah, I'll send you a DM through Instagram on all the other information. But yeah, yeah, sounds good, man. I appreciate we it. appreciate you, bro. You have a um, yeah, man. great Thanks rest of your day uh, and take care of yourself and take care of your wife. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Right, have thanks. a good one. Bye. Bye. Hey, man. Take care. You too. Bye. All right. So, wow. What a fucking cool ass dude. Um, I love him. I know. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> he is definitely one of those people that when he comes to town, I'm going to fucking, I definitely want him to hit me up. I'm going to take that motherfucker out for a beer. You guys 12. are going to be bros <laughs> and have a bromance. And I can't wait to witness it personally, honestly. Like, yeah. it's going to be amazing. The metalhead and the country singer. Right. Well, he's also a little bit of a metalhead. He, like, he is. I mean, he was saying he was a little playing bit a fucking... More than a little bit. He, he was saying some of his first tunes that he was playing with his guitar were fucking Avenged Sevenfold tunes. Yeah. That dude just won me over right then and there. <laughs> fucking hell. Nice. Any country Aww. guy that says he loves some Avenged Sevenfold, he's got my fucking vote. Yeah. Aw, it's gonna be so cute. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be but no, great. That, that guy was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely check him out. Uh, pick up his new album. Um, 
get it on fucking Amazon. You can get it on fucking, you know, Spotify or whatever, you know, wherever you get your music, but definitely help him out and, you know, pick up his album. Um, he, he's definitely one of the good ones. Yeah, for sure. And I can't wait to see where he's at in five years from now. Oh, I know. Me too. Yeah. yeah that's going to be whatever it is. It's going to be phenomenal. Absolutely. It will be. Yep. All right. So another two hour episode cat. <laughs> I'm sorry if you would just edit a little bit. No. <laughs> it wouldn't have to be that. Hey, hey, if the, you know, the real radio stations on fucking talk, you know, rate stations, they can go. Th if Rush Limbaugh, that motherfucking fat fucking piece of shit gets three, fuck three or four Listen, hours every day. He got day. three or four hours after he already had a following. Yeah, but no, he gets three or four hours every fucking day. God damn it. I can have, we can have two hours three times a week. All right. You're not wrong. Fuck that You're guy. Right. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He can suck it. He can suck it. Yeah. All right. But either way, from this gorgeous, gorgeous specimen of a man and this beautiful specimen of a woman that is my co-host, Kat, yeah. we bid you guys adieu. Adieu. Um, we will be back actually tomorrow. Uh, Kat will be joining Chrissy and I for what the fuck did I just listen to? And then Kat and, I, Kat and I will be back on Friday. No interview. So just Kat and I riffing and having a bunch of fucking fun. And then Saturday, fuck, I got fucking back to back to back. Yeah. And then Saturday, um, Nicole and I will, oh, uh, we will be chatting with Charlie, who's actually the producer for the song that she released on Monday, which we played on Monday as well. Charlie. So um, definitely check that interview out. Um, well, we got lots of stuff going on. And then next week, um, we don't have anything booked next week yet. Um, you sure? I feel like we're forgetting something. Uh, I don't think we do. Did April um, reschedule? Um, I, have to, I have to email Holly um, or call Holly about that one. I know we have right. a couple other opportunities you know, for other ones, but I'll definitely update that. But as of yeah. right now, the only other thing that we have scheduled is Kid Capri on June 25th. Cool. So check that one out in about 30 days. Um, but we have some other stuff coming in. We just haven't scheduled it yet. Yep. I get, I get emails all day long now and it's, it's crazy. So we might have something next week, but we as will. of right now, we do not. As of right now, but we probably will. And then I'll probably end up booking three again. <laughs> I'm going to kill you if you do that. But, um, <laughs> now we actually do have two really big ones in the pipeline. I'm not going to mm -hmm. say what they are, but we've got some, we've just got in some, case. Just in case it doesn't come through, because right. it might not. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, but we've got some stuff in the pipeline right now that is going to, yeah, that's all I got to say. Blow your mind. But either way, again, from this beautiful specimen of a man that is the great and powerful Derek and this beautiful Kansas City dame, Kat. I don't know where I came up with that. I just thought it was funny. Um, again, we will chat at you tomorrow and Friday and Saturday and then Monday and every other fucking day that we're on the air but until then we love y'all we love y'all very very much peace out and stay heavy and keep it real bye guys ah <laughs>